Hello, my beautiful beings. It feels so good to be talking to you. It has been such a long time, and I have a reason for why it has been such a long time. So, I was thinking, why do I post the podcast? Like, what do I really get out of this? And I came down to the conclusion that I post the podcast because of all of the messages that I get from you guys that it's helping. And if my journey and sharing it can come to anyone and make them feel less alone and more validated, I am 100% going to keep doing it. But I don't want to be doing it for validation of my successes and validation of my worthiness. Because today's episode is all about the inner child, which is a journey that I recently went on that even brought me to question why I post the podcast and really making sure that my intentions with what I'm doing here are for the pure fact of love and helping and not for personal gain or especially validation to my ego. So today we're going to be talking about that inner child and if that's something you're interested in, healing the parts of us that develop when we are too young to almost even remember and moving on fully to be our best selves, then stay tuned because that is what we're getting into today. Before we dive in completely, I just wanted to share some good news for you and me. Uh, If you're into crystals, if you're into crystal jewelry, I'm doing a little collab with Lux Crystals and I will put their Instagram handle or TikTok handle, probably both, in the description and you guys can go find their website. The link is um, in their bio and I have a discount code for all of you and it is Hannah444, just H-A-N-N-A-H-444. So go set yourself up, get some crystal drip and support small businesses this holiday season. Okay, inner child and inner child healing. Well, why is inner child healing important, Hannah, you might ask? Inner child healing is important because if you can heal who you are at the very root of your existence, you can truly learn how to be happy without limiting mindsets and defense mechanisms that have been engraved in your existence since your brain was just a little baby sponge taking in what it means to be alive in this world. The damaged aspect of the inner child starts developing as soon as you are aware of what is going on. As soon as your needs as a child are not met, the defense mechanisms start building. It's how we cope with the fact that we might not be getting the love or our feelings might not be as validated as they need. And I know that that sounds soft and it's like, oh my gosh, tough love is the best love. Well, that's actually not true at all. Because this goes deeper than just like a scraped knee or, you know, oh, so-and-so stole my toy and your mom being like, okay, well, you have a million other toys. It's not tough love. It is the true lack of love in your life where you need it. And no parent is perfect and each parent also has their own damaged inner child. It's really easy to just keep blaming past generations for the mistreatment of yourself and that is a healing journey in itself when you start to realize that your mom or your dad has their own damaged inner child from their parents and then their parents and then their parents it's a healing trap 
And it's important to understand how to deal with your own damaged inner child because everyone kind of is fucked up at the end of the day. So basically, the way that we learn to cope as children for the love that we're either getting enough of or not enough of continues to follow us into our adult years in the real world when we are living our lives without our parents. And we develop one of three main attachment types. The first one being anxious. People who develop an anxious attachment may have a hard time feeling secure in relationships. And as children, they may cling to caregivers or become inconsolable when a caregiver leaves, which a caregiver could be parent, just anybody that is, you know, you're dependent on for being alive, basically. The second one is avoidant, which tends to occur in children who do not experience enough sensitive responses to their needs or distresses. They are independent as they grow up and they don't express much feelings. They have common thoughts like, feelings are overrated. I don't think I'm the type to get married. My feelings are not important. I need time to myself. I'm not going to change for anyone. And when they're in a relationship, maybe if the partner tries to get too close too fast, they're like, ew, what the fuck? I'm not into this. And then the last one being secure. Someone with a secure attachment style is comfortable expressing their affection to their partner. They do not hesitate to set boundaries and they can also accept rejection and disappointment. So obviously the winner of these three is the secure attachment style. And that's where we want to be. And that's where we're going to get. So stay tuned. Let's get there. So recognizing where you fall in these three is super important. It's the first step in the healing journey. For me personally, I am definitely the second one. Being avoidant attachment style. And don't get me wrong. I grew up spoiled as spoiled could be. I was loved so much by my parents. I came pretty late in their lives, meaning that everybody was pretty much like my sisters were older. They had a lot of time to show me love. It was like I had four moms, actually five moms because my grandma as well. I had an abundant amount of love in my early childhood. Now, however, when I turned into my lovely, terrible teens, my relationship with my mom took a direct hit with that. I'll admit I was probably super, super bitchy to her and, you know, she is not 100% in the wrong with this, but I can definitely say I did not feel comfortable expressing my feelings to her and... In fact, I just decided to let them boil up inside of me, resulting in lots of meltdowns when finally I just couldn't do it anymore. Usually the argument involving, why can't you just fucking love me the way that I need you to? Because my mom is a tough lover and that's who she is. And part of the healing journey is understanding that you are not going to change anybody but yourself. You have to learn how to either cope and accept the person in your life for who they are or completely cut them out because trying to change someone that isn't yourself is not only super toxic of you, especially when that person is doing fine themselves, it's not only super toxic of you, but it's also nearly impossible. I know you guys have had arguments with people where you're trying to change their mind on something and they are just not budging and vice versa. When someone's trying to change your mind on something, usually this comes up with politics. When you're super set on one viewpoint no words from another person's mouth are going to get their mind changed or your mind changed. And that is the same thing with trying to change someone. Like I said, once you become an adult and you're working on your inner child, it is past the point of judging your parents for the damage that they gave you. They don't need it. 
Like I said, they're probably just as fucked up as you from their parents, and their parents are just as fucked up as them from their parents. So just either come to terms with the fact that you are not going to change them, and you have to forgive them, or cut them out completely. And both decisions are so valid and so beautiful, and whatever you're called to, I send you love in it. Okay, now that that side note is off the shelf, um, as I got older... I felt like I needed to do the absolute most to get any kind of affection out of my mom, and that's not good. Um, I would act like a complete asshole because an angry reaction was better than no reaction. I just wanted to see some, some empathy, and if I couldn't see it through my good actions... I was going to see it through the way that she got angry that I, you know, fucked up and she cared for me enough that she wanted to see me do well. And this in no means is my mom's fault. She is a great mom, but no one's perfect. And her parenting skill would for some people be perfect, but for just me as an individual, I needed a little bit more love. And I'm older now, and I'm fine. It's not like I turned into some cold-hearted bitch. I'm fine. I got there, but I had to heal. Because of the weird relationship there, it followed me into my friendships. So at school, I always wanted to be friends with the really popular people because if I could be validated by the cool kids, so to say, I could be valid in my own eyes. It was like, Well, you know what? I'm hurt in this one department being parental love. But if I can get the cool kids to think I'm super dope, I'm fine. And honest to God, I probably stooped to the lowest points of my life by being treated like literal shit by people that didn't deserve two minutes of my time simply because my ego just needed to be fed and validated and my inner child needed to be seen And I ended up just hurting myself worse. And I kept doing this over and over again. Like I literally just kept putting myself in these toxic friendships because I needed to feel loved. And these people were not loving. They did not love me. I could not show up to school for a week and they wouldn't even text me. Like no doubt. I, I mean, just complete bitches. Like I'm not mad about it, but totally. Like I'm sure some of you can relate to what I'm saying where you just want to be validated. So you put yourself in really shitty situations that can go for relationships with guys. Like when you stay with a shitty toxic ex or current boyfriend, because at least they make you feel love every once in a while. But like, is the bad outweighing the good? Does he make you cry more than he makes you feel good? Yeah, that's not good. That's toxic. And your inner child needs to be loved. So you stay and I don't judge you for that. (laughs) But You need to heal it because at the end of the day, is that how you want to live your life? Do you want to live your life with someone that makes you feel like shit for those five seconds that it feels kind of good? Because I guarantee you, once you heal and you understand that you deserve more and that you, you deserve the most divine love and there is someone out there that's going to love every part of you, especially the damaged parts of you and even out those parts of you, you will find them. But when you're running from the parts of yourself that you're scared of, the people that are in your life to heal you will not come any closer when you're running away from them. The journey, y'all. It is such a journey. And when I had my spiritual awakening, I fell in love with my soul, who I really am. And I am not saying who my parents wanted me to be 
or who I thought I needed to be. I'm talking like deep divine connection to who I actually am and what I'm actually here to do. Like fuck everything except what my intuition calls me to do, which is stuff like this and many more things. But that's not what the episode is about. That's more of like a soul purpose talk. Kind of talk about that in most episodes, but you know, episode coming soon about soul purpose. But I mean, I truly started to feel like I am not feeling any better by putting myself into situations where I'm not loved and I'm in fake love, toxic love that it's like a drug addiction. Like you feel like you need that drug one more time. You just want to feel that high one more time because it feels so good, but then you crash and you overdose and you almost die. And it's like, of course, this is a far out comparison, but it's the same damage. It's like, you're just putting yourself last every single time. And that is truly the inner child just seeking the love that it needs, even though you're not seeking it in a childlike way. Um you're still needing that love. So yes, as I learned who I really am and I embraced who I really am, like started talking about things like this. I started a podcast about things that I had never once spoke to anybody about really. I just said, fuck it. This makes me happy. And I started getting validation to my inner child and things that felt really good. And then the reason I took a break from the podcast, here it comes full circle, I took a break from the podcast because I started to get the validation that my inner child, my damaged inner child needed from the views going up and the comments telling me I was so, you know, helpful and blah, blah, blah. And sure, I'm helping people, but am I doing it to help them or am I doing it to heal my inner child? And I needed to take a break. And now I'm sitting here and I'm here for you guys. I'm not here to feel validated I'm here because I feel called to speak on this and I love myself and I love all of you and I don't need validation and it does feel damn good to hear it but I don't need it and that's why it's so fucking cool so how did I personally heal my inner child I'm not going to give you a rundown of all of the different techniques in the world I'm going because I don't know how they work I am only going to tell you what worked individually for me so Don't think this is the only way in the world. If this is a topic that's sparking something in you, do some research. Um, This is just what came to me naturally. I would start to recognize the parts of myself that were damaged deeper than shadow work. It was inseparable from who I was. It was so deeply engraved in me that it wasn't even anything I could really remember. It was pure defense mechanisms that came up without even needing to be triggered. Just like sheer parts of my personality that had no real reasoning. So basically, my individual technique that came to me for healing my inner child was I took out two pieces of paper and I wrote down on one piece of paper everything about my personality, my defense mechanisms, blah, 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 yada, yada that I was choosing to leave behind. And I was writing them in past tense. Like, I am not. I am not this. I am not this. And then on the piece of paper next to that, I wrote down I am statements for who I was going to become after leaving those traits behind in the present tense who I would be. Like embodying the vibration of someone that 
has a healed inner child. And I'm not really going to go into like the I am statements because this is your journey and I don't want to influence your I am statements because we have different journeys or whatever. But just like prompts, like I am strong because blah, blah, blah. I am independent because blah, blah, blah. You know, and then this is a part that really did it for me. I burnt, like I lit on fire the piece of paper of what I was releasing and I just watched it burn. And I watched that part of me literally burn and shrivel up and die. And then I went into meditation embodying the frequency of somebody that was those I am statements on the new piece of paper. And every day I read those affirmations aloud and I looked in the mirror and I said them until I became them. And I can happily say that I become the person I wanted to be simply by going back to the root and recognizing where I became fucked up for the lack of better words and fixing it, healing it. We all have inner child damage that we need to heal. A really good quote by Aaron Dowdy is a parent pleaser is a people pleaser. If in your early childhood you had to please the absolute shit out of your parents, like be absolute perfection just to get the slightest bare minimum of like, good job, honey. When you grow up, you're going to be an absolute people pleaser where you feel like you need to do everything in your power. Never say no. Always do what people want you to do. Exhaust yourself just to feel validated. But that's not who you need to be. The law of attraction and everything I believe in says that if someone won't come into your life, the universe is holding them back because they're not meant to. You're being saved a trip, so don't people please. Don't do the bare minimum and be an asshole, but like you don't have to go above and beyond for the people that are meant to be in your life. They will come. Don't force it. People always ask me, how do you manifest a specific person into your life? Well, people have free will. You are not able to manifest a specific person. That would go against all of the laws of the universe because what if that person doesn't want you? How can you be manifested from your journey because someone else wants you to go somewhere? Nope. It's a 50-50 when you're manifesting a person. With manifesting, once you have healed the inner child, you can manifest for the version of yourself that you're manifesting for. If you're into manifesting, you're probably into a dream life and a dream body and a dream car and blah, blah, blah. Well, don't you want to manifest those things for the person that is healed and ready to truly be blessed with those gifts? It starts with the inner child. If you look at like the chakra system, this is the root. This is the first chakra. This is the first step. This is truly embedded in who you are. And it's hard to recognize it because you want to just think, oh, it's just part of my personality. No, it's not. It's trauma that you need to heal so that you can leave it in the past and move on and flourish and love and fully feel what it feels like to be alive. It's bigger than shadow work because shadow work is traumatic experiences, not how you were raised. And there can be traumatic experiences that you do remember as a child, and they are very similar. And the last episode I posted was shadow work. They're very similar. But this one is just a little bit harder because you don't always remember specific events. It is the behaviors that are embedded in you from a natural human instinct because you needed something more. But when you truly learn, and a big key in all of this is forgiving. And I know some of you have stories where you're like, I cannot forgive. I cannot forgive my mom or my dad or 
you know, whoever was your caregiver, I cannot forgive them. And you do not have to. That would be so toxic if I was sitting here like, you have to forgive. You don't have to forgive, but you do have to forgive if you want any type of relationship with this person. Because it is not your job to change someone else. It is only your job to grow personally. And when you grow enough, you won't care what they're like. You will just love them for who they are or you leave them in your past. And that is so okay. That is so okay. I assure you with my whole heart that that is so okay. So basically, I guess I'm leaving you with the thought of look at your life right now. And what would you want to change? What parts of you do you kind of cringe when you think about that you did? Like, do you put up with some boy that really deserves to just be kicked to the curb? And everybody tells you in your life, like, you need to move on. You need to stop letting this person treat you like shit. Where were you fucked up as a kid that you need that boy? Do you have an eating disorder? Do you feel like you need to be so sickly skinny to be loved? Where did you feel like you had to go that extra mile to be okay? And I feel you and I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. I'm opening your mind with some prompts to understand it's not easy. It's not easy, but who said life was easy? It's the yin and the yang, man. Like, you gotta feel sorrow. You gotta feel pain to enjoy the love and the joy in your life. And that is beautiful. If life was all sunshine and rainbows, do you know how boring this shit would be? Just know, I'm here for you. I'm with you. I got you for the most part. I can't, you can't fix your whole life, but I can assure you that you're okay. You're not alone. You have a lot of people there for you. And I love you. But I just really encourage a lot of you, if the shadow work thing is, you know, easy for you and you're like, I cannot come up with shadow work prompts, like maybe it's your inner child that needs more healing. Especially as we are entering the age of Aquarius, we want to leave behind these low-ass vibrational mindsets and defense mechanisms. Like bring in only love. We are activating the parts of ourselves that we just are divinely needing to tap into. And I am really glad that the idea of the Inner Child podcast came to me because if we can all leave our fucked up defense mechanisms in 2020, do you know how beautiful 2021 is about to be? I just encourage you, beautiful people, tap into the love frequency, tap into the healing journey. There's so much abundance waiting for you. I love you. (laughs) All right, y'all, that's all I got. I am coming to you live from the couch. It is one in the morning. I just felt super called to record this. Um, The book of the week is The Power Now. I really encourage you to read it. I really encourage you to tap into some meditation, yoga, raise your vibration, do things you love. Get ready for the December 21st portal. Woo, Age of Aquarius. All right, my beautiful beings, I will see you soon. I love you. I hope that you reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know what you thought of the episode. I try to get back to all my DMs and I will eventually just give me some time. Sometimes I get a little off track and my Instagram glitches, but I'm still reading them and I will still answer. All right. I love you, beautiful beings. I am sending you so much love and so much power to follow your dreams and heal. Love you.